Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's the Gigas Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen. With Chris Clark. The 2007 South Carolina class was... At that time, sixth in the country and fourth in the SEC, which is amazing. West Mitchell. You know, I think if you're South Carolina, you're you're aiming to, to at least be at 50%. Then in theory, you're adding talent, you're getting better, you're putting yourself in a position to compete. And Tyler Head. It's been a great week for South Carolina. On the recruiting front, still certainly plenty to talk about. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5. The Game. And welcome into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler West and Chris along with you. Adam Luckhurst from the Carolina men's soccer team hanging out with us. Just kind of a carryover from the Garnet Trust Hour as we go until 12 here. Uh, West joining us in studio now getting plugged in with his headphones. And we talked about this during the during the break there. You know, talking about your family, didn't even mention that your dad was an NFL kicker for basically the entire 80s with the Atlanta Falcons. No, yeah. I mean, it, I think it was a huge deal just growing up, just knowing, I mean, he was a successful athlete. I think he pushed us. So I think having that definitely helped us. And I mean, looking at all of us, we were kickers in high school and both my brothers now kicking in college. So definitely had a huge part of our life. Okay, so let, let's just go ahead and get a handle on this. It seems like there's an endless stream of kickers in your family. Is that it? Do we, do we have your dad, you, and two brothers? And then two sisters. Are they also kickers or no. soccer players or something of that <laughs> My nature? Older sister played basketball at Tulane, and then she plays, or she played for the Great Britain national team as well. And then my other sister just went to Elon, and yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then Villanova. Now she lives in England, but yeah. So she was the one non-athlete. She was she was a sick athlete in, in high school. She was maybe better than my other sister. She just her passion was history so academics yeah exactly so that's what she did okay so y'all have the family full of athletes so five of five kids so your your other sister could have gone d1 yeah yeah, whatever yeah but she decided not to yeah pretty impressive what about your mom uh just athlete growing up didn't really play (sighs) sports in college or anything but that's crazy yeah we uh my dad was athletic he was a wrestler and a football player um, maybe I got like a one twelfth or one sixteenth of that. Uh, I definitely didn't get enough size to do much of anything of any sort. Although I do have a regret that I didn't play soccer yeah. growing up more. I played church soccer. I was, you know, with the little like almost fuzzy ball, yeah. like on the basketball court. Did you ever do any? I guess oh, that'd yeah. be like futsal or whatever. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's what you grew up with, just playing with that, whatever you got. So, did you just kill people? And ch- did you play church soccer? Yeah. I mean, kill everybody. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. No, I I love watching. Like, you can go down a big YouTube rabbit hole just watching indoor. Oh yeah, and beach. Where is what? What the beach soccer? Yeah, I I grew up playing beach soccer. It's pretty fun. It's it's a different game. I mean, it's just the ball's in the air the whole time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough, but I mean. So so that's an interesting question. I think about it from like a 
baseball perspective, I was always told growing up, like, oh, don't play wiffle ball because it'll mess you up in regular baseball. Does playing other types of soccer mess you up for the more traditional soccer that most people think about? Not really. I think even growing up, you play more futsal to work on your technique, and then it kind of helps you in, like, the bigger picture. And even sand soccer, it works on your touch, just stuff like that. So I think it's different because it doesn't really, I mean, baseball and stuff like that, it can mess up your swing, I guess. That's why, like, golf and baseball sometimes don't overlap. But, I mean, in soccer, you can't really mess up a swing or anything like that. So it kind of just benefits you playing other types of, like, styles of soccer. So to go back to your field goal, when's the last time you kicked a field goal? It's been a while. Extra yeah. point, field yeah. goal. I mean, you, you just, just for fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe go out there and goof around. Ago, just, just for fun. What could you still hit, you think? Like if I was just to go out and hit one ball or warm up? No, you can get a warm up. Work yourself up to it. 58 around there. Now, did you hit that in a high school game? Uh, my long in a high school game was 54. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Well, if the Gamecocks need a kicker at any point, I know oh, this guy. Googling uh, how much eligibility Mitch Jeter has left. Yeah, Mitch was perfect on field goals last oh, year. Yeah. But if I you mean, need, yeah, he was. 54. What is that? What about your uh, brothers? They have you beat on distance. So I tied my older brother in high school, and then my younger brother. I mean, he hits absolute nukes, but he didn't. <laughs> yeah, I think he had a fifty-one yarder in high school, but I'm sure he'll have one longer than that at Cal. So, now what year is he at Cal? He's a freshman. He's a freshman. Okay, there are a lot of high school kids that can't hit extra points, and this guy's drilling them from midfield. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not not bad. What's the what's the longest you've scored from in soccer? Have you had a long distance? Yeah. In high school, I scored from the other half, so it's probably 65 yards. You just chipped the keeper? I just launched it, yeah. <laughs> it was off a free kick, just a quick start it. He was off his line. Wow. Yeah. All right, so we, we have, um, he's not on his headphones yet. We're going to get Wes on here later. But, but Wes, Adam, is not as, he's not as of an aficionado. I can't say that word. Aficionado of soccer. As I feel like you're you trying are. to say it nicely. I am. I I, I don't you're, know anything about soccer. No, well, you're not I as don't. advanced. <laughs> you're not as advanced. I'm a dummy when it comes to knowing soccer. about the game. Well, I mean, but you'll text me sometimes. I remember Wes texted me one day. I think it was maybe during the World Cup, and he was like, "God, dude, these guys are good." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah uh, I'm telling you. All right, so Adam, give us your short, your elevator pitch. I told you earlier, we got some people listening, I'm sure, that huge soccer fans. Um, Jay Phillips, who hosts the halftime show here from one to, or 12 to 3, would be counted in that. Huge soccer fan. We have some that are just, ah, eh, whatever, and then we have some that are just, like, fervently against it. I'm not having anything to do with soccer. It's terrible. Make your case on soccer. Why is it so awesome? I mean, first off, I think it's, I mean, people aren't going to like this, but it's the biggest sport in the world. I bet it is. More people in the world play soccer <laughs> than anything else. Not in America, but I think it's growing. And I think soon in America it'll be bigger. But, I mean, it's hard to compete with football, baseball, all that. Yeah. And basketball. But, I mean, I just think just like the culture of soccer is pretty cool. I mean, you go to it. I mean, I think if anybody in America went to a soccer game in Europe, I think they'd be mind blown of just, like, everything that goes on around it. Like, the atmosphere, the culture. And I think that's what isn't in America yet. So, it's kind of hard for me to kind of... Have people understand it, but I mean, every time I go to a game, I get goosebumps. So I mean, mm-hmm. 
just to have other people just like I think if they witnessed it, they'd understand just how big it is. So you've experienced European so- European soccer in person. Yeah. Where yeah. have you gone? What games? So I'm a big Manchester United fan, so I've been to Old Trafford a couple times, which is their stadium, and then I've been to the Camp Nou, which is Barcelona, and then a couple of their big stadiums. And I mean, just like just even walking into like the ground, like I've been to NFL stadiums. You look around, and then you go to the big soccer stadiums, hundred, hundred, ten thousand people, and you're just like, it's just ridiculous. You can't hear anything. Pretty cool. Have you, ever, have you mapped out yet where you're going to go when the United States gets to host? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm gonna try. I mean, if all, I'm not playing, like all of them. If I'm not <laughs> playing anywhere, I, I I'm gonna try to get to as many games as possible. So. I was mapping it out the other day, and I mean they're all over. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely planning on getting to some of those. So so one, and maybe you'll say, ah, oh, it's not that physical. I have a feeling you won't say that. But one of the things that you hear from people is soccer is like not physical. Or whatever, um, I completely disagree. I've played a little bit. Um, I've got more hurt playing soccer than probably anything else. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I think some. I mean, the high, many like South Americans are highlighted flopping and all that <laughs> stuff. So like, yeah. it's kind of hard to like. That's not the game, but it happens. So I mean, I mean, it's. It, I guess it is part of the game. I mean, drawing a foul, mm-hmm. good good field position. It's just it's part of the game. But I mean. It's pretty grueling on your body, just soccer in general. I mean, you're sprinting for 90 minutes, and I mean, you're getting hit, especially if you're a forward, your back's to goal, and you have a big defender, usually Norwegian in college or Scandinavian, 6'4", 200-plus coming through the back of you. So, I mean, it's not fun, but I mean, it, I think it's definitely a physical sport. And I mean, there's definitely a, I mean, I, get, I don't know if you'd say soft, but there's a soft side of it. But I mean, that's not everyone, and especially not college soccer. I mean, that's more the pros, but yeah. What what do you think, you were talking about the United States and kind of like the soccer culture earlier. What do you think has to be the next steps for it to take off more, like in the United States? Not to necessarily to become the biggest sport, like that may not happen, yeah. but just, you know, you think about MLS even and like improving MLS, improving the U.S. national team and just having it kind of take root like it from the bottom up, like what has to happen? I mean, it all starts like the academy systems. I mean, in Europe, these kids are training seven days a week. I was training two days a week when I was their age, like from 13 to 16, 17, 18. I'm training twice a week. I'm going to school. These guys are going to school for two hours a day, and they're training the rest of the day. So it's just their whole life is soccer. And then over here, it's more, yeah, I'll play soccer, and I'll play football, and I'll play (laughs) basketball. And then maybe I'll train like a little more at the end of the day, but that doesn't really happen. And... I think it's just the lifestyle. I mean, if we have the ability to have academies, because all the best American soccer players go to Europe. Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean, Pulisic, all them. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Left America when they were young, and that's why they're so good now. And I mean, you don't really see any pure American soccer players playing in the big leagues over there, so it's kind of hard. Yeah, you don't see, I mean, obviously you've got some national team guys who are from MLS, but you don't 
see, I guess, like you're saying, a lot of homegrown. You come up through the United States, and then you ultimately land in MLS, and like that's where you stay. Exactly. That's yeah, it's tough. So off of that, this conversation comes up every time uh, around the World Cup, but people always say, you know, if America's best athletes, the LeBron James, Kevin Durant, J.J. Watts, if they grew up, playing soccer and we invested as much into soccer as these other nations do, we would be like a world power in that. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, imagine LeBron in goal. <laughs> I don't know how many goals are getting scored on him. So, I mean, I think, I mean, if, if, if you're going to train at something your whole life, and I mean, I think we have some of the best athletes in the world, if not the best, I mean, I think we'd probably be the best by a long way. I've, I've always gone back and forth on, on where I would want to play LeBron. It seems like he could play anywhere. Oh, yeah. Put him anywhere. Just a team of LeBron. Exactly. Like Giannis and goal. Yeah. No, that works too. Like I think he his he would just Yeah, the just, entire just lean from one side to the other. Yeah. And spread his arms out and you can't get it past him. Tyler, you want to take a break and on the other side. Adam, one more keep you for one more segment, about ten or fifteen more minutes. Yeah, sweet. Get yeah. into some more Gamecock soccer. Yeah, we'll keep rolling with the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs right here on 1075 the game. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. This should be played at high volume. Preferably in a residential area. Again on the Gamecocks Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler, Wes, and Chris hanging out with Adam Luckhurst from the Gamecock men's soccer team. Nameless texter on the Firehouse Subs text line, 803-404-6100, weighs in on why he thinks soccer is the best. He says anybody or uh, any body type can play it. Messi is short and quick. Ronaldo is tall and strong. No commercial breaks. And he says the fan passion when, when going to games is equivalent to college football. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. I mean, that's what you were talking about earlier, Adam. You're talking about all the different body types. You got the big 6'4", 200-something pound center backs. You got guys like you. You've got shorter guys. A lot of different body types in there in soccer. Um, who is your favorite player? Or who's your, I don't know, do you have a top five? I mean, I'd say it changes, but I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Ronaldo over Messi guy, and I think that's, Ooh. I mean, especially with Messi winning the World Cup, I think it's a hard argument to win. But. So you like watching tap-ins? No, I'm just kidding. You know, that's the Ronaldo like thing, the tap in. Yeah, I don't I don't like that. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't agree with it at yeah. all. I've just thought it was funny. I, I think it's hard what's happened with Ronaldo cuz I mean, just the media and everything the past year with everything that's gone on. I don't know if you're keen on everything in the soccer world, but I mean, it's yeah. pretty gnarly what he's done and I mean, now he's scoring hat tricks again, so I mean. Yeah. No, he's yeah. It, he's you can't hate on Ronaldo. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. But you do like what's the what's your case there for Ronaldo over Messi? I mean, just growing up as a Manchester United fan. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Ronaldo started his career, and I mean, that's who I looked up to when I was younger. So, yeah. Who who else is up there? I'm a big Zlatan fan, so I mean, I just I like the way he plays, and he's just gnarly. You definitely like goal scorers, then. Oh yeah, no doubt. No, yeah. Not, I, think that, I think that's what I have to have to kind of. Anybody from uh, MLS stick out to you? Get into that too much? Not really. Not really. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't really watch the MLS that much. It's like, I'm like, I like watching good soccer. Um, no. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's kind of hard for me to, to like, because I watched the Premier League my whole life. Sure. And the MLS never was really there. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like kind of, so I'll definitely start watching it, but I haven't before. 
that makes sense. What, um, you're Tony Annan coming from the Atlanta United system before he came over here. What does he bring to South Carolina from a professional organization that, you know, benefits y'all, makes y'all better? I mean, just professional training sessions, the professional culture, kind of that a winning mentality, but it's kind of, it's more, it's more driven than it's been. And it's, I think it's more driven than any program. I mean, just our training sessions, we don't do sprints, but I mean, we're running with the ball constantly. And I mean, just like the stuff, just the concepts of everything we do, our set pieces, which are like our free kicks, just corner kicks, stuff mm-hmm. like that. They're so complex. And I mean, it works, especially if we pull them off. And I mean, just having that different perspective on the game. And I think he knows it a lot better than most college coaches. So, I mean, that shines through. And I think it's definitely going to shine through next year once we try to, yeah. How would you stylistically, you know, break down the style that that you all play that 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 Tony puts in? I mean, is it more aggressive? Yeah. Is it, yeah? yeah? I mean, high pressing, work hard. And then once you get the ball, slow it down. I mean, move it, keep it in the final third. Don't force anything. I think that's the main thing. I was looking back last season, um, at the schedule and you guys had a lot of just close games against some really good teams. I mean, to start the year, I mean, the Clemson game was massive. Yeah. I think, I don't, I mean, sold out crowd, crazy atmosphere and they get a goal in the second, we dominate the entire game. They get a goal in the second half. We still dominate the rest of the game, but they get a 1-0 win and I think that, it didn't shape our season, but I think that would have been huge for us just going into, going off that running off a high, beating the number one team in the nation at the time. I was going to say, mentioned that Clemson game. How easy was it to adapt to that rivalry? Because obviously it's a blood feud down here and somebody that's from California and you know maybe didn't grow up uh, a fan of either one of those programs. How easy was it to jump into that rivalry? I think you understand pretty quickly how big the rivalry is and how much it means to like the fans. So I think it was pretty easy for me, especially because I'm a very competitive person. So, I mean... From my second day here, I hated Clemson. So, <laughs> now if you guys were able to go up there and beat them, would you run down the hill to mock them? We've oh, been yeah. talking about that this morning. One hundred percent. And I, I think we will beat them next year. So, gauntlet's been thrown down. Yeah. So I think I'll be running down that hill next year. Okay. Very nice. Um, you all, you guys also had. I mean, I'm just looking back at it. You mentioned that Clemson game, super close game. I got to watch some of that one. Uh, you played Duke in an exhibition. They were top fifteen at the time. Tied them. Nair lost to Clemson. Kentucky was a really good team last year, weren't they? Mm, yeah. Yeah, number two. And you guys improved your result. I mean, you played them at the end of the season, lost 3 nothing, and then 2-1 to one in the Sun Belt tournament. Yeah. So did y'all, did y'all feel like y'all, despite the result at the end, did you feel like from beginning to end of season, like did y'all get a lot better as a program, you think? It felt like we were always that one step away, mm-hmm. like every week. I mean, even the Sun Belt game. That in the tournament we went up one zero at mm-hmm. halftime. I had an I had another chance late in the second half where I should have scored. So we could have been up two 0 and I think it was just like little moments like that. Every game like tended to like be our kryptonite. And I mean, just like looking back on it, it's so it's so hard for me to look back on the season because I know we could have been in the NCAA tournament, and yeah. I think it was just one or two games away from that. So it's just yeah. Take that as motivation for this oh, coming for year. Sure, yeah. What is that missing ingredient, you think, that y'all maybe didn't have? Is it just finishing close chances, just when you dominate a game like the Clemson game, just not having that momentary lapse that leads to a goal? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just some teams know how to win games. <laughs> it was just like, it just felt like we just 
couldn't win some of those games. And I think that's what I mean. That's what like the Clemsons and the West Virginians do, do so good. They may not dominate the game, but they'll end up winning the game. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. That's all that that's all that matters. So I mean, I think once we get that, I mean, I think we're going to start winning more games. And I think once we start winning games, momentum's key. And I mean, just confidence for players. Winning games brings you confidence, and I think that's what we need. We won't uh, make you tell any Tony stories because you do have to go see him in the facility, and he has the ability to make you run and do all sorts of vile things but um, is he more of you know after games win or loss is he more motivational is he more of like a you know trust the process type of guy you know what I mean where he's going to take it back to that yeah I mean the thing is if we have a bad game you're going to know you had a bad game (laughs) but I mean he's always he's always going to be there for you he wants you to succeed so I mean even if we don't end up winning but we get something out of the game he'll let us know that and I mean, it's it's definitely fair. I mean, he's he's a fair coach, and I mean, he's definitely a motivator as well. So, you mentioned uh, you got class later today. Um, what off the field? You know, what are you studying? And I know that you want to go and play soccer after college, obviously. But do you have anything in mind that you want to do in the future? Just something and something to do with the sports world. I mean, mm-hmm. I've grew up with it. I mean. I enjoyed everything about it. So, I mean, I'm a management major right now, so uh, I'm interested in that. But, like, also kind of like the number side of sports. Mm-hmm. So, like, just, like, data analysis, stuff like that kind of intrigues me. So I think I'd enjoy that. We always try to give fans, the listeners, like, a peek behind the curtain of, like, how hard y'all work and how, how much y'all have going on. So walk us, before we let you go through, just kind of a typical day, typical week, especially, like, I don't know, whatever your busiest time of the year. I don't know if it's the off-season, during the season. What, what does that look like as far as... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. School and working out and games and practice and all that. Yeah, I mean, the schedule's pretty packed. I mean, during the season, it's every day. We're in the facility for from 6 a.m. to around 12-ish. And, I mean, if we have games, then we'll be traveling. But then it's class after that from around 12 to 3 or 5.30 and then you go home and you have two hours to do your homework and then you go to bed. So, I mean, <laughs> And, I mean, in the off-season, it's probably worse. I mean, like, tomorrow I'll be at the facility from 6 to 11.30, and then I'll have class from 12 to 6.30, and then I'll get dinner, try to do some homework and go to bed. So, I mean, it's a constant grind. So, you guys, uh, what's, what's up next on the game front for you guys? So, we'll play, I think we play Asheville on the 25th of next month. And then, yeah, and then we'll have a, two more college teams that we play against, and then we'll have a rest, like summer break, and then we'll be back late June, early July to get ready for the season. Good stuff. That's Adam Luckhurst from Gamecock Men's Soccer. I encourage everybody to get out to Stone for a game. It's a lot of fun. Men's, women's, both. A lot of fun out there. Great environments. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Adam, and uh, hanging out with us. It, it, we made it a whole hour, so the Garnet Trust Hour just kind of <laughs> lumped into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. But certainly thank you once again, and best luck to you and your uh, teammates going forward. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys.
All right, go run to a timeout, come back, and we will continue on with the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler West and Chris on 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. It's Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler West and Chris along with you. Thank you once again to Adam Luckhurst of the Gamecock men's soccer team for hanging out with us for the Garnet Trust Hour. Unfortunately, guys, he left where he could find out what the sub of the day from Firehouse Subs was. Yeah, I, I think he's probably going to go by, though. He's probably going to drive by Main Street, walk into Firehouse Subs because he's probably hungry. Uh, had practice and had to come straight here. And he'll find out when he walks in right there on campus, Firehouse Subs, or any of the other 13, there's a total of 14, Midlands locations, Turkey, Bacon, Ranch, one of my absolute favorites. Two of my favorite three, two of my three favorite things. You can't, see, I I like the turkey, the turkey counts, it's a three for three. Four. No, I mean, I mean, I, I'm saying I, I love the sandwich altogether. But the bacon and the ranch are two of your three. I'm just saying in general, like in life. (laughs) Yeah. Bacon and ranch are two of my favorite, like. I, I could put those on. Is bread not anything. one? Well, it's not called the turkey bacon ranch bread. It's on bread. You know, it's on bread, but yes, bread bread is a delivery device for. <laughs> it's a vehicle for, for bacon and ranch. But that is, um, that is a very good point. But if we went today, we could get a medium for just seven ninety nine because yeah. it is a sub of the day. No, a, lo- a large basically for seven ninety nine. Yeah, you get that seven ninety nine. Smalls five ninety nine. You get it at any of the fourteen Midlands Firehouse locations. Um, Around the Midlands, right down the street from us is Main Street. Um, there's a rumor that we're going to be at another one, Firehouse Subs location next month. I'll confirm that rumor. It's true. We're going to reveal the location later, though, so you guys can come see us. We'll probably have tickets to give away again, T-shirts to give away again. Yeah, It'll if you're be hungry, a lot of fun. hit the Rapid Rescue. That's the easiest way to do it on the app or on the website, firehousesubs.com. Yesterday, uh, Wes, last night, actually, I had an interesting conversation. With who? I talked to Eddie Lewis. Uh, He is the Gamecocks transfer wide receiver by way of Memphis. Has had a really interesting journey to get to South Carolina. And that story should actually be up on GamecocksCentral.com right now. I can also confirm that. It is. (laughs) I'm glad you're here to confirm everything. I just posted it on social media for you. Thank you so much. I have not seen that yet, but it is indeed here. I can double confirm that it's here. But I had a good conversation with him. Really uh, funny kid good kid chatted with him for about 20 minutes so shameless plug go check that out on gamecockcentral.com you can see video version or the written version um that of course was a garnet trust interview um first of all eddie's path like i said to columbia pretty interesting he's a kid who's from harlem new york he went to prep school at milford academy up in the northeast then he went to rutgers for two years then he went to junior college at Butler in Kansas, Memphis for two years, graduated from there, now here at South Carolina. Does he have a New York accent? Um, no, no, I don't think so. I think he's like very seasoned. He's been to, he's been New York. He's been all over. He's been Midwest. So he's like picked up parts of each. I, I even, I got to say, I felt like I even detected a little Memphis See, and that would be very different 
from. But I was confused. I was more confused. I should have asked York. him. I should have yeah. asked him. Do, hey, do you have an accent? Maybe he's just completely neutral because of all yeah. the different. All right. Things. See, I, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna interview you about your Eddie Lewis interview. Okay, that sounds good. Um, this is like a YouTube reaction video. <laughs> You know, people like react to something that happened as opposed the, to a, the meme on there of a guy with like his hands over his face. Yeah, always with the eyeball <laughs> emojis. But yeah, a Memphis accent. I feel like anything in Tennessee actually is kind of similar to like an upstate, like Greenville, all the small Greenville, Spartanburg, Belton. Belton. Uh, although you don't have you don't have like a strong upstate. They say the words like light. And ice, like very, yeah, they say they say it like that, and that I don't have that. Ten, Tennessee is very similar to to that, and um, so that that's a you've got some very interesting combinations there. I feel like this is a great Preston Thorn conversation. This is sorry, I mean Preston, we miss you, man. Like come back, we come miss him so much. Us. You're sitting in Preston's chair. I right am. Now. I cannot. Uh, <laughs> I cannot fill these uh, these shoes. But did you ask him? If he's coming in to be Josh Van this year, um, kind of actually. I mean, I brought up, hey, as you know, South Carolina lost Josh Van, who was a starting wide receiver, and he also happened to be the starting punt returner. And you can do both those things. So, um, he, he's a neat, he's a neat kid because he's he's pretty driven, he's pretty motivated. You could tell that he's hyper focused. You know, the thing that we always talk about, Wes. I kind of stole a question that you always ask these guys or a point that I think you originally brought up that, you know, with transfers, especially with Eddie, man, I mean, he's he's been around the block. You know, this is not even his first transfer. He's been prep to college, to transfer to junior college, to transfer to college, to transfer another college, right? So he, he knows this more than anybody, but the whole thing about how when you're, when you're a transfer, you're more worried about what matters. You know, so he even brought up, like, yeah, you know, I wasn't worried about going around doing a photo shoot this time. Like, I, I don't care about that. Um, he's got the word consistency tattooed on his body. Literally? Um, yeah. I think uh, he said it's behind his ear. Um, consistency. Because he said he was talking to Pete Limbo about that. Um, so he's just a very, very driven, very focused guy. But he's he's definitely looking forward to competing. Uh, he mentioned how Shane Beamer always preaches competition, and that's – you know, that's kind of right up his alley, so to speak. Um, he definitely feels like he can get in the mix for the punt return job. Um, wants to go out and try to win that. Wants to go out and try to win a starting receiver job and just go from there. But this is a guy that can play inside and outside. Um, as we've documented, he's got a lot of experience as a punt returner. Um, he can do a lot of different things for you, and he's a really experienced guy. I know that's something that Spencer Rattler mentioned, just early impressions of Eddie Lewis from them going out and throwing the ball around in, in the offseason and the player-led practices. He, that's what he brought up. You know, he's got some explosions, some athleticism, and a guy that has a lot of experience. Do you think we can handicap this receiver room rotation yet? I mean, and we have, we haven't seen Eddie Lewis We've never seen him play in person. So that's, you know, it, it's hard to say. We're in speculation mode. It's February. It's almost March, but it's February. It's the name of the game now. That's what we're doing. But I, I would dare say there's probably going to be some oars on the receiver depth chart. We saw that last year. I, I would imagine it's very similar this year. But 
if I if I give you Juice Wells, guaranteed starter, <laughs> top receiver, we all know that. Who do you think the first three guys trotting out there for South Carolina? We we talked about uh, position battles last week, mm-hmm. and in the article I had on Gamecock Central about position battles, I was trying to figure out how to frame it, and I sort of framed it like second and third receiver, and that was sort of like all right. It's a given that Juice Wells is going to be on the field. Who's the next guy out there? Who's the third guy out there? Assuming, you know, a, a three-receiver set. Well, look back at last year. So, at one point, it was even Xavier Leggett or Juice Wells on the depth chart. So, obviously, I mean, an XL played, you know, but but Juice was the guy. Then you had basically your slot guy was AB or to carry on Joiner, And then you had the other one is the position west where you got both guys gone now, and that's Jalen Brooks or Josh Van. Um, you should remember Jalen came on so strong in the preseason, ended up playing a lot, a lot of ball. So that's probably kind of the natural, if you're going position by position, that's the one to look at. Now, you know, where do you decide to play, Eddie? To me, it makes sense to slot him there. He can He can play in the slot. He can play outside, but... I think it makes sense to put him in that Josh Bro- Bro- Josh Brooks, Josh Van, Jalen Brooks role. If I'm throwing out my very early prediction, it's probably Juice. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm, t- I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting somebody. It's, would it be Juice, A.B., and Eddie Lewis? Could could be. <laughs> you, you had a look of like you're forgetting like 10 guys. No, no, no. I Is mean, that yours? Well, I, I think... I think the X factor in all of this, I think, is Leggett. I think if we we saw him have a strong finish to the year, I, I think he, I think he and Eddie are fighting it out at that at that spot. Actually, um, that makes sense. You know, and we we saw we saw Carolina put Leggett and Juice on the field at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, in, in the bowl game, they both started opposite of each other. So, so they they have it, you know, especially with an entire off season, you kind of sort of reset and say, all right, what what allows you to get your best guys on the field? I think if Leggett has the absolute breakout off season, like builds off, is he sort of taking that path we see guys take, where? You're kind of waiting on the breakout year, and they get into being an upperclassman. They finish off one season on a high note, and it carries over. If that's happening, and they're sitting there, if they're in meetings, coaches are, and so they're saying, like, that's got to be on the field. Like mm-hmm. he, Then I think you maybe let Eddie Lewis compete with A.B. and to carry on. Oh, it, it makes it makes a lot of sense, and I, I think it changes the conversation. So then, I think it would be Juice, XL, 
and, and maybe Eddie Lewis. Now, if if XL and Eddie Lewis are pretty similar, both have similar camps, then you know, yeah, it's it's probably a and it's probably listed A B or to carry on. We know how much to carry on means to the program, even if he doesn't start like literally start he's probably listed as a starter and then it's probably eddie or xl outside and you probably want to cross train both of those guys Mm -hmm. to be juice's backup when juice does have to come out then you look at eddie lewis statistically last season he played 624 snaps on offense last season. Actually, he played a few more than that because he lined up in the backfield a couple times, whatever. But basically, at wide out, he played 620-something snaps. 428 were out wide. 196 were in the slot. So he did play there some. And you, if you go back and look at some of his Memphis stuff, some of his best plays are on the slot fade play. You know, So he's a got experience playing both, and he could do both effectively, I think. Yeah, and I, I think A.B. could play. If, if Eddie Lewis comes in, just he he wins a he, in that scenario I gave out. XL is too good to stay off the field. Eddie Lewis wins a slot spot. AB has played some outside as well, so that you know it wouldn't ruin your depth. You could slide him out there to one of the outside spots and have you know Eddie as your starting slot, and then XL as your starting outside opposite Juice, and maybe AB as the backup there potentially. Wes, I got to ask, did you listen to any part of In the Bonus this morning with me and Kendall? Particularly like the last 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. No, no. Uh, what, um, all right, what shade was thrown my way? Uh, it has to do with hot yoga. I want to get your reaction to what Kendall had to say about you on the other side. You're listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs, 1075 The Game. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen. With Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler, Wes, and Chris. Along with you wrapping up the Tuesday edition. Uh, tease this before the break. Kendall and I were talking in the 9 o'clock hour. If you look at the Wheel of Agony, I guess to your right, Wes, you'll see one of the punishments on there. Is hot <laughs> yoga with Kendall? Yeah, and I am. I'm intrigued to hear where this is going from my my wonderful, <laughs> you know what, talking friend Kendall. So she uh, talked about the people in the morning show, Bill Preston, Jen. She thought Bill probably wouldn't do too well. He'd complain the whole time. Preston would have a good attitude. But, you know, he's a former athlete. He should be able to hang in there. And Jen does that other, what's the other? Bar. Bar. The bar the uh, exercise stuff. I've, so she I've would be actually fine. tried that before. It is very difficult. Now, bar. Kendall, with you, mm-hmm. said she has tried to get you to do the yoga. And you've and not I, I've done told, it yet. I've told her that I will. Yes. You said you will, but you've not yes. done it yet. Okay, yes. She did say she thought you would do well, though. She says you work out a lot. So she thinks you'd be able to hold your own. Okay, what else did she say? That's actually really all she said about oh, you. Oh, man, I, I was sitting so over here getting fired he up. Was she, he was, she like, was more upset that you haven't done it yet. Okay, all right. So, yeah, f- facts, like, I, that is true. I, I, I would turn it around, though. I actually walked away offended by what she said about me. What did she say about Chris? Well, so first of all, I was over here, and so I could hear her. She's doing the show remote today. So I could hear her talking, and 
she knew I was here, so maybe she didn't give her full opinion any, anyway. She probably did. She's pretty honest. But she said that she thought that, you know, I'm, I'm really nice and I would, I would have a good attitude about it and all that. But I was offended <laughs> because before she just got done talking about how Wes works out all the time. So I felt like she was calling you a superior athlete. She so it, it was fine. She hit him with the nice personality. Thing. Well, yeah, if, if you ever was, ask, um, or if you ever see someone give like a scouting or an evaluation about somebody as like a player or something, like yeah, you know, um, how how is he at basketball? And they're like, oh yeah, he's a good person. <laughs> he's got a great motor. That's that's your sign. All right, they're not a good basketball. Yeah. Player. So I was. So I'll be the one. You got the, up. You got that. He's a good person. I did. I, I was offended. Um, Let me say something nice. Oh yeah, Chris, he's a good person. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I work out too, some, run some, things like play ball some. You know, I felt like I could hold my own. I'm not itching to go do hot yoga. Let let me just say, y'all, that so bar bar three with Jen is on this. Yes, um, I would not want to land on that. On this uh, will of so for those agony, what do you what do you call this thing? The wheel, the wheel of, of agony. So okay, basically, like appropriately named, they do a lot of like picks contest on the morning show or the early game. And, like, Preston lost XFL picks last week, and I think he spun and got interned for a day. Mm-hmm. So that means he has to do what I'm doing in the producer studio for, like, an hour one day. He's doing the Read Across America thing this week, so maybe he'll do it, like, next week or something. There's some bad options on there. Um, so for, for those that don't know, what is this bar three? Can you, be like, be more specific on it? Uh, <laughs> well, all right. So first of all, I gotta be careful how I say this. First of all, yeah, it is a very, um, it is marketed heavily to females. Okay, yes. So, um, it, lots of times it's heavily female attended, right? However, um, I it, it is definitely something that I feel like most males who would probably go into thinking, oh, I'm in shape or I'm strong, but you know, and would very much struggle with it because. It's there, there are some yoga elements to it, I think, but it's very much small weight, incredibly high rep. Okay. So, and then it's like, all right, so if you're doing a curl, for example, you might, you know, you're like, oh, I can do curls. Well, you go in there, these curls are like, it's like a three pound weight, but you're doing 500 of them, but you're, <laughs> and, and it might be Fine. like, all right, wow. um, Everybody be like, all right, we're going to do, and you're doing like 100 curl, and it's back to back to back to back to back. And they'd be like, all right, top only. So then you're just going from half Ooh. to all the way up, half, all the way. They're like, all right, bottom half. Then they're like, bottom to all the way down, bottom half to all the way down. Then they're going full again. They're going, all right, hold them, like just hold in the curl. So yeah. you're doing that until your muscle just Jeez. is about to explode out of your arm. That does sound pretty rough. Um, and then the, I think the reason it's called bar as well there are some elements where you are having to like hold on to. Um, there's like a bar that is bolted to the wall. Okay, and you're having to do some different. I mean, they're putting you in all these different pretzel predicaments and stuff, where you're just all over the place. And they have bands. I think that mm. you're having to do a lot of different stuff. I'm sure. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet. Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. I explained it about 50% correct. Jen would probably give you an excellent explanation. But I will say this. It is, it is torture. So it don't... sounds like it. Yeah, don't think... Don't think that, you know, oh, you know, it's just for women. You know, no, it is very, very difficult. I, I just one of the, I think that is probably when I'm looking at the wheel of agony, one of the worst options. That's you, how uh, Jen keeps Bill in check every morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that would keep him, that would keep me in line. You know what would be a really bad, it's not on here, thankfully, would be a really, really bad entry. Bad insurance. If you if you spun that and you had to get really bad insurance, I knew you were about to turn this into an advertisement. But I wouldn't wish that on anyone. I, I wouldn't either. Wouldn't spin it either. But you know, guys, it doesn't have to be that way. They can just call uh, Amy Mason Cup. Call Amy Mason Cup State Farm. She's right down the road off of St Andrews uh, exit six twelve St Andrews Road, Suite Four in Columbia, South Carolina native, local agent. She and her team can help give you a personalized quote to meet your needs and help you save. They also have State Farm has a really cool tool, the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. Dynamic new features like interactive maps and driving tips. You can save up to 30%. So ask Amy Mason Cup about that. Visit her website, amymasoncup.com, M-A-S-I-N-C-U-P-P.com, or give her a call, 803-772-5554. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wes, my most terrifying um, entry on that thing is karaoke. (laughs) I would not want to do that. Tyler, apparently there's a video somewhere of Tyler doing karaoke. Company Christmas party a couple of years so, ago. I did it once, and I'll probably never do it again. What What is Brian's Pizza? Anything with pizza doesn't sound bad. If that's me. Brian, is that? I don't know. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I'd have to get Bill to explain all of them. Some of them, I guess, don't make sense out of context. Defend soccer goal if Adam Luckhurst is kicking at you might be could be poor a poor choice. Hat in the hat. I don't know what that means. So I think that <laughs> one because, uh, like I said, Preston's doing the reading across America thing this week with Langston Moore. And they were joking about Langston dressing up like Cat in the Hat to go do these readings at elementary schools, which he doesn't. But I'm assuming it has something to do with dressing up like Cat in the Hat. That's not bad. I mean, it depends on where you're at. Like, are we going to put you out on the street corner like that to wave at cars or like... That's not as bad as bar to me. Do you have to go to a remote and like hand stuff out? Like, there's a lot of options there. I I think, you know, it says Bill run board, which uh, I guess means you'd have to run the board. Oh, that would go... Terrible. terrible. No, terrible. I, I think we need to just rip off the word board. Bill, Bill run. <laughs> and uh, we should make Bill run the the cocky 5K thing that they've put in for, good one. for the big game cock we probably, I mean, we have a show. We probably have some leeway to make you some know changes here. We need to get a campaign going for Bill to run that thing for big game cock I'm, I'm thinking about running it. We got right at two months for this. Thinking about got some training it. time. We, get, we, we can get Bill to do this. Hey, he was a former bench player for Lexington High School in the state championship. Like, he's an athlete, right? Yeah. I know. You know how I know that? He told me. I know. <laughs> it's in... So, I, I finally got a bio on the website, and I was reading... Y'all didn't Bill's, put it in the bio. I was Bill's... I reading Bill's just for reference, and that's actually in his bio about being a bench player on the Lexington High School state championship team. I wouldn't know anything about athleticism. I'm not an athlete, according I'm, to Kendall. I, I'm going to take this You're cut. Nice guy, though. I'm going to take this <laughs> cut that we're talking about and give it to Jen for tomorrow, and we'll see how that leads to it. Please do. So we're going to get Bill. Love you, Preston. We're we miss you, man. We're going to get Bill to run the, co- the cocky 5K coming up in April. So stay do tuned. It. Stay tuned for more details on that. But that'll do it for today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour.
Presented by Firehouse Subs, Tyler West and Crispy. Back tomorrow, Halftime Show with Jay and Terry coming up next, 107.5 The Game.